Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I continue to learn about the initiatives from small business owners, students, student founders, educators, edtech founders, civic officials, nonprofit executives, healthcare executives, technology experts, technology startup founders, and even oil and gas tech startups. These individuals have shared their stories in person during the pre-COVID period and remotely throughout the COVID and the quasi-COVID opening periods. Out of 86 podcasts recorded and released so far in 2021, I had the privilege of learning about the important support network of Woods Homes from clinical coordinator David Williamson during episode 309. As I learned, Woods Homes provides treatment and support for children, youth, and families with mental health needs, a service that has become increasingly important during the COVID pandemic. Take the time to consider learning more about and possibly donating to Woods Homes and their many programs, including the Albo Springs Counseling Service. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Good afternoon and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and for episode number 323, I you know, I, I don't know, Mandy, I've got you on the line, but I have a feeling you've probably done just as many on your own podcast. So, but I've got Mandy Ballack. Do I get that right? Mandy Ballack. That's Mandy, right. welcome to the podcast, my podcast. And please introduce yourself. Tell us, you know, on this fine November day, uh, what brings you to the table or to the booth? Thanks for having me, Alan. 323. That's impressive. That is a lot. That's a lot of coffee and conversations. It's a lot it of preparation. Been. That's really cool. Congrats and I on that. Sta- like I have a coffee, you know, I, I take my Starbucks mug. Um, and it <laughs> I see that you've got the big mugs. Like I'm like, give me the biggest mug you have. Even bigger, bigger <laughs> than like these big round ones and they break easy. So, but yeah, yeah a lot of, a lot of chat, like pre COVID it was a hundred or so. And then sort of post COVID it's been mostly remote. So it's, yeah, it's been totally. Fun. Well, that's amazing. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yes, I do have my own podcast. That's one of the hats that I wear. I wear many hats. Um, I am a entrepreneur, CEO, a host, a community builder at the core of everything that I do. Uh, The founder of the ACE Collective, which is a community for women entrepreneurs to help women entrepreneurs to thrive from the inside out. Um, And then I'm also the founder and CEO of It's Date Night, which was founded in Calgary in 2013. And it is a resource for, you know, everything to do in your city, a guide for what to do in your city. And I've been involved in many other projects along the way. I do have my own podcast as well called Ace Talks. And uh, yeah, really it's, you know, everything that I'm, that I'm aligned with is helping people be the best version of themselves and bringing people together. There's a lot to unpack. So I'm going to help you. (laughs) I'm going to help the two. See, I only have two listeners after 323. It's like, I I can't do the numbers, like the Fibonacci thing where you add the three plus two plus three, that should be, you know, a lot. 
but the two listeners that do come on from time to time <laughs> and, uh, and share their thoughts. But look, look there's lots to unpack. But you'd mentioned date night. So you take me to Bumble did their IPO recently and pretty big numbers. Very cool. Yeah. I thought, okay, so you're just piggybacking. You're not piggybacking off that because I want to go there first and we're going to come back to Ace Collective. You floored me. The, the numbers of followers on, I've never seen that many of a Calgary-based company. Tell me, Mandy, come on. Let, let's go to the date night. Bring us back to the origin of the date night. We can go to Ace Collective after that. Oh, yeah. I'll take you back. This is where, <laughs> this is the, the, the first baby, right? <laughs> it was, like, because that was before Ace Collective, right? That Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, date night has been alive for nine years, and it started, it's, uh, you know, it started as an idea at a school project in university. And I was doing my commerce degree at U of C. I was in my third year. I was, I hadn't quite, you know, picked my major, picked what I was going to do. I was in that dance of like, oh, finance sucks. (laughs) and like Marketing is fun. And, you know, found myself in an entrepreneurship class that I actually took as an elective to fill space and was instantly enthralled. I was like, wow, this is speaking my language. Oh my gosh. I, I could turn my ideas into businesses. I was so, so, so excited oh, about that. What, 12, 13? 2000, this was 2012. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I fell in love and, you know, one of the core projects we had to do that, that, uh, that semester was to build a business that we would potentially want to run. And the winner of, you know, that competition, there was several, several, uh, different like prizes in the, in the class yeah. was you would win a team of students to support you to, you know, invest and do some more research. And so I worked through the whole project through the whole semester, trying to find the idea, you know, I had a bunch of different ones. I wanted to do like a, um, a foot reflexology place. I wanted to do like a, uh, a fitness studio called the box. I wanted to do, um, a consignment clothing store, all these different ideas that I was, but all of, of which could have worked. Re- could have worked mean, out consignment, really great. <laughs> thrifting. I could see this date. Wait, wait, is, let's go to the date. So is there a date night option to go thrifting? Because I'm telling you, if it's oh, not, yeah, get it so on. There's so many good thrifting. That's a fun date. That's a great, that's a great idea, Alan. Valley Village. You come to Valley Village. First of all, you come to Valley Village. My daughter goes there. Like we go there and I'm like, and it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, whatever you call it on drugs. Cause it's like 10 times every the size of any store, right? Winners. Yeah. It's winners on drugs. Yeah. Except and but there's a bit of a smell like this. You know, there's going to use clothing, but that stuff that comes out of there is incredible. Totally. Yeah, no, that's a great date. So I, yeah, all of them would be great ideas, you know? Um, And so I, I was working at a restaurant at the time. I was working at a bar, actually, it was like a neighborhood pub. And I was, you know, serving drinks at night, trying to go to school full time. I was making it all work. And there used to be this guy that came into sit in my section all the time. And he'd tell me about his dates and he'd tell me about (laughs) what he was doing. You're like and a bar. You were a bar. You were. Were you a bartender? Were you waiting? as bar, t- bar? I did a little bit of both. Okay. And so because so, usually that's the bartender hears the stories. Of, totally, we hear the stories and we love it. It was so fun. It was such a so much fun. I love my bartending days. Um, but you know something that I should I I should mention is like I'm not originally from Calgary. Oh well, wait, wait. I Wait, am a converted can, can Calgarian. Re- <laughs> Hold on. This don't kick me off the Calgary- show just yet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I came from Vancouver and I actually, oh. uh, I moved to Calgary in 2009. I followed a relationship there. And um, 
I didn't have like making friends as an adult is really hard. Trying to navigate a new city is, is really challenging. And, you know, coming from Vancouver to Calgary, I'm sorry, but like Calgary's come a long way, but back but in Vancouver 2009, it was like, Ugh. Come on. Yeah, no, my daughter goes UBC. And so that's a, I, the fact that you gone, I'd, I'd go the other way, but look, I was out of Calgary for 18 years. I yeah. know I, I come back to, a, I'm a stranger in my own city. I've said this to people, I feel like an international immigrant. Like I literally mm. after 18, that's why I started the podcast. So, Okay. I love that. So, yeah. So you're, so you're chatting with some you, right? dude, yeah. dude, and he's telling you about dates is different dates. So he's telling me about dates, but, but why it's important that I mentioned like, you know, not from Vancouver is like, I was on a mission to find cool things in Calgary oh, for a okay. long time. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I would like walk down up and down the streets. I would read like Avenue swerve, like everything, like cover to cover being like, uh, this place is supposed to be this like uh, cultural capital of Canada. I don't get it. <laughs> so I actually really fell in love with the city. And so this guy would sit in my section and he'd tell me about the dates that he was going on. He's like, where should I go? And I had like memorized where to go for happy hour on every night of the week. I was like, oh, yeah. go do this. Oh, well, what kind of girl is she? Like, let me curate this date for you. And so he'd come in a couple times a week. He was, you know, he was out there making moves and had lots of dates going on. And I'd be like, okay, we'll go to, you know, happy hour. You can get $5 wine. Like, you know, no. You like can... Will Smith in that movie. <laughs> like, like, you know what I, like, Hitch. Like, I think Hitch, I yeah. own, I think I own a domain that's like Hitch YYC that I never actually use. Anyways, side story. <laughs> no, but this is awesome. Cause this, this sets the stage of ideas, right? Yeah. So the ideas exchange you were like, like literally the date night thing. It's a, it's, it's not just has to be a date. It's things that can be a business. It's incredible. Totally. Yeah. So one night he came in and, and it was like, my project was due the next day and I still hadn't like come up with this Crazy. single idea. And he came in and sat in my section and he's like, you know what? You should do this. Like, have you ever thought like, why are you so good at this? Like you, I love it. Like I come in here and you do, and, and he's like, you should do this as like a business. And I was like, ding, 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 like light bulb went off. And I was like, this is the thing. This is the project. And I remember like leaving my shift at 10 o'clock that night and going home and Googling, like, does date night exist? Like, is this, and I was like, oh my God, like this doesn't, the, this is, it's not out there. Okay, let's do this. So I stayed up all night and I remember like, I had to like literally do a Bristol board presentation of all of the things and the ideas and whatever. And I remember like using like MS paint to like put all these graphics together and putting stars on the Bristol board. And I remember like staying you needed, up. You know night. what you needed then? You needed Canva, right? You needed a Canva. I need Canva. It didn't exist. Like yeah. what the heck? So I, and I remember staying up all night and being so excited about this. And I was like, yes, like make relationships better, like all in one place. Like, you know, the idea was coming to life. And I remember like putting my best banana Republic blazer on that day and like Bristol board under my <laughs> shoulder and like walking down this is hilarious. my classroom. The video. Do you have and the videos from that? That's incredible. If you had the footage <laughs> from that, that would be awesome as well. There's the, there wasn't like uh, videos on our phone at that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it, but I do. I it's, it's embedded in my brain. And I remember, and I remember looking out at the class that day and you know, I thought I was going to change the world with this because I, I know at the core, like relationships are so important and, yeah. and, and human beings, we make so many big decisions in a day that making decisions like where to go for dinner actually cause all this additional stress inside of our relationships. And, you know, when the house is, when things are hard there, like we just want it to be easy and we want to have fun. Yeah. And I remember looking out at my class that day and everyone was nodding their head and there was like, they're like, yeah, I feel that way too. Like, 
Friday night comes around and we're always in a fight about what to do. So we do nothing and we don't go out enough and, you know, insert relation com- relationship complaint here. Right. It's insane. But you really took me when you sort of that origin story. There's that movie with um, oh, is it only New York. He, at the end of it, he says only New York. And I, I don't God, <laughs> Steve Martin. And he's they, the whole night. They're just calamity of different things happen. Right. He was there for the interview. And he goes, you know what your problem is? And this is like what? Because you're all from New York, right? What mm. you said about not being from Calgary, you actually put yourself in the shoes of someone who needs, who's trying to learn the city versus yeah. we're all kind of, our, our problem is we're complacent, right? The people are complacent in the things they do. You'd looked at it from the lens of someone different. Like you, I, I think your backstory on that is, is perfect because it's like, I just, I was trying to find out why Calgary is so cool or whatever. And you yeah. found it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so then you started, you did the project. So I did the Scorefield project. Hall. That I was won the thing. Scorefield Hall. Yeah, you're right. And then, um, and then I, I, I decided I was gonna make it a thing. And I hired a developer, and I spent a year on it. And you know, behind the scenes, and um, you know, just kind of like held on to this idea and didn't tell anyone. And then Instagram started, and uh, you know, I see you got TikTok link as well. Are you doing yeah, TikTok? Yeah, yeah. You know, and now where we are now, like I'll just fast forward. There's lots of great stories, but I'll fast forward. Um, this past year, I brought on a business partner and I acquired a few other companies across the country. So we now have presence across Canada. Uh, we have a Toronto, a Toronto account as well, that is almost as big as our Calgary account. So Calgary is like yeah. on Inst- Instagram's our secret sauce, you know, what people really love us for. Um, so we have like 105 thousand followers at this point and toronto yyz is- you have 95 toronto yeah thanks for checking i had to say, um, no but i mean like it's, it's like the secret i'm like what else is going like what's the secret sauce what else i just kind of a you know it's just flipping through thinking but your linkedin profile doesn't do it linkedin for date night doesn't do it justice i'm like hmm. two followers no it wasn't too far well our just- audience really isn't on linkedin let's be clear <laughs> but don't come on no but don't they date come on come yes. on all you, you linkedin for right. people out there you yeah. date Right. But yeah. the problem is, is they, they associate it with a job search or yeah. this professional yeah, profile. Professional. Yeah. yeah. But they're there. So you but could run an ad. Are you still on LinkedIn looking for those dates? They're not, <laughs> they're not there, buddy. And then you got this big party going on over TikTok. But I, you hats off. And I looked down further and, you know, good. Edmonton's got a long way to go. You're BC. You come from BC and you've got 6,000. I mean, we got, we got, well, we just get, we're just getting started. So we, we really are focused on, um, on Calgary and uh, Calgary and Toronto currently. And uh, we do have community activators in each of those other cities. So we've got Ottawa, we have BC, um, we have Halifax, Edmonton is like, we just getting started, but um you know, we're, we're launching a few exciting projects, um, bringing date night into the house as well. So we're working on a card game. We're working on a, you know, getting to know each other, uh, card game, which is super fun. I just got the, I got the, the first print last week and it's like cards of connection. So, you know, sometimes it's the better we know each other, the better our relationships will be, but friends episode where they're like, how are they? I mean, you could do that, right? Yeah. Friends episode where they don't, how do you really know Joey or there's one exactly where they do that, right? the games yeah and- exactly and uh wow. you know similarly like you know we're all going through the motions of our life and life is so like there's so much going on right and so we kind of like get stuck in you know work and blah 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 like when we come back to each other and have the opportunity to connect it's um it's it's really a beautiful thing connecting so. right there 
mm-hmm. Mandy. I think they're gonna, there's something people are going to want to connect with your community. You're building a community, mm-hmm. and that connecting, you know, I can just see the host the life high school party thing. And if you ever listened to Gary Vaynerchuk, he, he's like the high school party concept. Mm-hmm. And hard in business is you be the life of the party. So what happened in in high school? What people <laughs> invited you to the party? They went from a D on the social scale to A or C or B, right? And so that in real life, how do you connect? Be the high school where you host those parties. So your your community showing the your fans or your community, mm-hmm. you know, showing that. So he, he did it. So the the business side of it is you host the party of businesses that you want to tell the story, and then you you know be that. And you, it, you take the focus away from those interviews and formal. It's just like just having fun, that connecting. So anyway, totally. let's go now. To, let's go to Ace Collective because that's your real shtick, is it you want to call it, or your real, the business that you've got. You know what? I'm a, um, my greatest strength is an in initiation, right? So I love to be involved in lots of different things. And I love to kind of be the catalyst to get things started. Um, I think that's why I'm here on this earth is to just like bring things to life. And so Along the way, you know, 2000, I think it was 2017 when the ACE Collective started, um, I actually found myself in a place in my personal career and my personal life that I looked around and recognized I didn't have the people and the community in that was going to help me grow and help me get to the next level of myself. And that's really why I wanted to create ACE. I wanted to create ACE for a place for people to come together and uh, lift each other up and to, you know, specifically for women entrepreneurs, which is where the space is really founded from, is that in my experience, and I know many other entrepreneurs that share this too, is like, it's, um, it's definitely not all roses. It's hard. And it's also very isolating. And it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of, you know, a startup just getting started or someone who's developing a team or someone who's scaled as we find ourselves on the next level of our lives and of our journey and our careers, we have to surround ourselves with people that are going to, that, that have either been there before and can carve a path or, you know, are in the trenches with you and, and can cheer you on. And so ACE started as a brunch series and we started in January, 2017. And I really was just inspired to bring women together to have real conversations I invited one of my mentors uh, to be the first speaker and it was amazing. Oh, brunch, like, like just having brunch on a Sunday, which was happy a date as well, right? It was having, yeah, it could be a date. Do you it date was on brunches? Day. Do you do well, you know, the first event was actually under date night. It wasn't Ace Collective. It yeah. wasn't a business. It was just an idea. It was a thing. I was like, we just need to do this brunch for women. And, you know, date night, I originally thought I was creating that company for men, But when I looked at the audience, I was like, oh, no, it's all women. And they, you know, so I was like, oh, well, I need to actually create something for them, too. So what aligns with what I want to do right now? And that's where it came from. Now, that first brunch, when I was standing at the front door of Market Restaurant on 17th (laughs) Ave, pouring mimosas, watching these women show up, like dressed up, I, I was like, this is something like this is something else. And. I had butterflies and feeling the buzz and the energy of the women in the room and hearing the feedback and hearing women like, you know, look at me and be like, this is like, I didn't know I needed this, but I need this. And that sparked the next brunch and that sparked the next brunch. Yeah. And, I, and I think I did three before I realized like, this isn't a brunch, it's a movement. But that's, that's, see, that's the high school party right there. You had the high <laughs> yeah. school brunch and the, the the dialogue that came out of that is the, it sounds like these collective 
but you really it blew it blossomed from this thing that was happening on the table the discussions that's what so gary vaynerchuk was talking about recording those conversations and, and yeah. saying you know mandy was at the table on on february 17th whatever it was or february 14th and she was mad because this is valentine's day but what she was talking <laughs> about the business you know what i mean like then there's the business thing and so those pieces come from the party the, the party yeah. the, the party the collective right wow okay i just yeah. have to say that because that's that's what you were doing yeah you were having a, i know you were hosting so, the party you i was hosting the it. party yeah. <laughs> saturday mornings we were hosting the party and you know from there that really fueled me to say well more women need this and yeah. I want to share this message. And, you know, this becoming an entrepreneur is like the ultimate personal growth challenge, right? So I was also really coming into myself at this time too and recognizing like, wow, this is something that was so missing for me. And, and that was fueling the purpose of like, okay, I need to get in front of more women. I need to make sure that more women know that like, they're not alone, they're supported. They have people around them. Yep. I need to make it easier for another entrepreneur to like follow their purpose, follow their path. And so I started getting on planes. My dog is barking. The dog, let that dog, that's, if we didn't have a dog barking, I had literally, I did a podcast <laughs> last, I don't know what it was. Our dog went ballistic in the middle of the podcast. And I said, you guys keep talking because I, and I put, put it on mute because I couldn't hear anything. He's oh, yeah. uh yeah, well, we'll see what happens here. There's some birds going by. So we'll see if he comes down. Um, but that started putting me on planes, you know, and I expanded ACE across the country, six cities, uh, a brunch a month. I built community activators. I built community in each of these cities. Um, and I really just found aligned women in each of these communities that um, had similar values that I did. And we had simultaneous... <laughs> simultaneous six brunches at a time in six different cities. And it was pretty, pretty spectacular. And, and that, you know, the next step was that was like building conferences and building courses and it's been, and then the pandemic happened, but that's a whole, <laughs> well, we'll come back to that. Cause you remind me, there's a story that Gary Vaynerchuk in his book, and I'm going to get, she was doing the dresses Mimi. I don't know if you've heard of Mimi. Um, she does a book. So she was like, just designer dresses and she got people she was copying designer dresses so in the book uh gary vaynerchuk's book um crushing it she goes through the story of her you know dress kind of this whole thing where she was posting on on instagram whatever saying look i'm going i'm going to go shopping kind of back to that kind of back to that uh, point where you're making about or we were talking earlier about thrifting so she went shopping she says i'm going to go shop for patterns and then people said i'll come with you but they were in different cities and so it, it blossomed to now, I'll have to send you the link if you haven't heard it, but Mimi, I think it's Mimi Goodwin. And literally it was across, it's in the US, but they go shopping and, you know, three, 400 women show up like her that wanted to shop and learn from her. So it's kind of like, a, I mean, literally you just remind me of that. Wow, you, amazing. For the, for the benefit of the listeners, uh, Mandy is wandering through her house. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting I'm trying to get away from hallways. my dog that's currently what's happening right now that's hilarious get as far away from tony pepperoni as possible <laughs> that's funny so the, so the ace so the name so you you're having these brunches and you've gone across canada with the brunches are they virtual brunches where people participate from other cities or you keep it very local they were all you know pre-pandemic they were all in person and they were all local yeah post pandemic we did a couple virtual events it didn't quite have the same 
shtick, you know, building community online has maybe been one of my biggest challenges as an entrepreneur. Um, the in real life connection, you know, it's just, you can't match it. You can't match it. So, so it's, it's really, or you can, you can avoid some of those awkward, ones you don't want that. Right. Uh, I don't know. Zoom, zoom networking is pretty awkward. It It can be good, but we, you know, and we figured out a few things that have been really good, but, uh, but the, the level of engagement and presence that people have, especially as the pandemic has unfolded, it's like, you know, at the beginning we were all really excited, like, okay, let's get online. Let's get, let's do all the things. And then people got zoom burnout and, you know, digital burnout and, at home and like so many distractions and so many things going on right so like the it's, dog it's barking the doorbell like, the like everyone like okay ups is here the dog's barking like there's kids at home there's like every it's crazy because cool, we, we talked you've you mentioned a few times about entrepreneur and and some of the ones you meet and i like to get your story share a story or two if you could but going back to that those that classroom because entrepreneur when i went to ufc which i'm you know you said you're og in this space but i'm like a really old guy from the UC, entrepreneurism wasn't talked about. It was marketing, accounting, finance. What was, were those early days in those classes, like that program when you were there? Because it seems like it was probably fairly new at that time. I think, um, I, I love that you're such a Gary Vee fan because I, I was definitely a big Gary Vee fan back in the day. But when I was in those classes, I remember it was kind of like, is kind of like I stepped into another universe and there was a no turning back point. Like it was like, yeah. you know, when you, when you discover you're like, Oh wow, who are these people? What are these, what are they talking? Oh my gosh. Like, and then you feel seen and you're like, okay, this is the, these are my people. Um, but it certainly wasn't as mainstream back then as it is now. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful. What's happened to entrepreneurship as far as, you know, people are, it's so much more accessible to start a business now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, my friends were looking at me and they're like, Oh, what? like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to just get a job? And, you know, I, I have had my fair share of corporate careers and worked yeah. in real estate and investment banking and corporate finance and hospitality and like all of it. And I, um, I, I personally think it's such a gift to, be an entrepreneur and I, I love it. And, uh, it's definitely a struggle. It's a journey. Uh, but if you surround yourself with the right people and you truly like you get to, you get to live your why and you get to live your purpose every day, then, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. Okay. So let's, let's fast forward. So those one, two, three, four brunches, because if you want to, I'll, I'll give you brunches in the middle East. Cause I lived there for 10 years. And they're like, it's for, first of all, it's Friday, the Friday, the brunches on Friday because Sunday's a work day. And it's like, it's literally, it's full on food and alcohol. And you at four, eight, four in the afternoon, you're, you're sleeping. Like you're going home, rolling. Sign me up. That sounds wonderful. You're rolling out of the, (laughs) I'm sorry for the listeners out there. You're rolling out of the taxi at four or five o'clock with your shoes in your hand. But I'm I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't me. That was a story I heard about, but the collective stories, how Mm. many of you had, I mean, Mm -hmm. I literally I'm fascinated because it's, that's the fun part of it, but I'm talking about the business side. Do you have one story that goes back from, you know, brunch number three and say, you know, she or he, she, cause it was mostly women, right? 
she was doing this and that now she's doing that. Can you, do you have that Mandy, please? Oh my gosh. So many. I mean, I actually, <laughs> a, a story to, just because you're talking about like, uh, you know, partying, I remember <laughs> one of our first brunches, um, these two women entrepreneurs, they were there and they, so what we used to do is we used to like, um, we used to assign seating so that if you signed up with someone else, we actually would separate you. And we do that on purpose because it yeah. makes you a little uncomfortable to sit beside new people and yeah. to have different conversations. We had conversation, to, uh, starters and stuff on the, on the tables to really like help alleviate some of the awkward conversation and things like that as well. And so I remember there was this one girl that, uh, was really upset about that. She was feeling very uncomfortable. She was feeling very outside of her comfort zone. And I asked her to just trust me. I was like, just, just trust me. Like, just, you know, will you try this out? And if you're still, you know, not having a good time in half an hour, like I'll move you, we'll put you back with your friend. And so she's like, okay. And she ended up really hitting it off with the other entrepreneur that was sitting beside her. And by the end of the brunch, they had exchanged information and the next brunch, they told me that they actually went to Vegas together. They like went and had the, the, they're like, we became friends. Like we started like doing business together. We supported each other's business. Like we decided to take a trip together. And I was like, that's so amazing. Right. So you're, you know, you expanding your network and expanding yourself in order to build that network out. I think that we've seen so many stories like that. There's been another woman that, um, she came to our conference. She came to a couple of our brunches. Oh, that's, I have to say, that's a goosebump kind of thing. Like you get shivered, like say, whoa, you know what I mean? It's like a story. It's not like a date or whatever. It's like a business, it's something real tangible came out of that. So I had to share that. that was yeah. Kind of it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. And, and there's, there's endless stories, but like, you know, there's this one, one lady, Krista, who, who owns a clothing company based out of Calgary, B clothing. Um, she, which is a purpose-driven company for children's clothing. And she came to one of our conferences and out of the conference sitting in the audience, she was like, I have been sitting on this idea and I'm so inspired by this idea. And she decided to start her business and she reached out to me several months after and she thanked me and she said, you know, because I came to rise and because I was, you know, I got to hear all these amazing stories. She's like, I just decided to get out of my own way and go for it. And she was, she, she said, I would, one of my dreams is to have a pop-up at your next rise conference so that I could, you know, like come full circle. And like, this was an idea that was planted here. And now I want to bring it to life. And, uh, she actually signed up to be a sponsor for our event that was supposed to take place in, um, April of 2020, which of course was postponed, but 2022 we're April, 2022 is our next rise conference and she's going to be there. So, um, little things like that. I mean, there's all it takes is one spark and then someone deciding that they're going to take inspired action and that can change the whole trajectory of their life of their career it can it can really really make a shift and sometimes it's just one conversation that's incredible though but you see think of back to the entrepreneur because first of all you didn't realize you're going to be those the bar and or sorry the bar that guy that came into the that restaurant or bar you're working at and sort of i mean those are the those are the threads right you're pulling on those threads and you had a class project and you were just trying to fill the need for that and you were taking entrepreneurial class, but your main, I mean, that wasn't their main thing at UFC at the time. It was probably like a, a secondary thought. And so those are, I think those collective threads and I'm, because I, you mentioned rise, but I want to go there for a second, but those are these collective threads you pull on and suddenly you can, you can add value. Like the little trick of making people sit 
don't know where you came from. That is it a Toastmasters thing where we make someone sit next to, you know what I mean? Like there's little things that I'm, these little signals mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just those little things. Um, yeah. And I pull, you know, I think that I'm always chasing experiences. I always have, like, I love traveling. I love going to other conferences, events, all the things. I mean, I miss traveling so much, but, but I keep track of all of those things. Right. And it's like the things that really moved me or shifted with me, I'm constantly bringing those back into my community and saying like, how can I, how can I do this in my own way? Yeah. And, uh, I, I remember, you know, those little conversation cards, they come from back in a previous career, I was a mortgage broker and I used to have to go to these like morning networking events to try and meet realtors and like meet people. And I felt uncomfortable. Now I know now that it's because I was like out of aligned and that wasn't my career path, but I felt uncomfortable and imposter syndrome showed up for me. And I used to hide in the bathroom at the time that I was supposed to like introduce myself and like hand out business cards. Cause I didn't know how to start a conversation. I didn't have confidence in myself to do that. Yeah. And I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like I have, per- I have personally experienced social anxiety in many different settings and sure. me wanting to, you know, make that easy for someone. I knew that if I gave them the first line that it could open up potential and open up possibility for them, you know, and sometimes all we need is that like nice little gentle nudge and the nudge, yeah, it's a push. It pushes in the right yeah. direction, right? Yeah. So go back to the, you know, the the bee collective or the clothing line. I like get the thousands of people can say, oh, I, and I'm gonna say this because this is exactly what happens. Someone, good thing that she talked to you because of someone well-meaning relative or friend. There's a ton of clothing out there. Why do you need to start a, you know, what I mean, like that. It it's something that somebody would say and just stop her from doing that right so that that trigger that push or the nudge is is brilliant but if you hit one, the wrong one of my, nudge, oh yes one of my favorite quotes is like don't go to the hardware store for milk and i think that it's so relevant for entrepreneurs or people that are like you got to trust your nudges you got to trust the things that are keeping you up at night you got to trust that it's there for a reason and if you talk to people that do not speak this language, they're just going to bring their doubts. They're going to bring you down. They're going to tell you the reasons that you can't because they just don't understand it or they don't have the tools. Right. And that's okay. And that's why building community around you that like people that are like-minded people that see you, people have the same experience, the same similar values. You know, we need those people that have that around us to have these conversations with in a safe place and a container to explore so that we can, you know, actualize these things. But otherwise, yeah. otherwise you're not going to go. I mean, you're across. across okay. I, I teased you a little bit about, you know, the date night YYC and YYZ, but you're not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Your entrepreneur thing and date night is going to be this boring, stale thing yeah. from Match. Well, I, I'm not picking on Match.com, but I listened to. So when uh, I mentioned Bumble, because just before they went public or IPO, the TechCrunch guys, I listen to their podcast and they're like, surely once you get matched, you don't need the service anymore. <laughs> so it's got to be finite. But I, you know, I don't mean like yours is not like we're matching people. It's just giving ideas. So if you are matched or you're not matched, it doesn't matter if you're in the space of whatever those, those uh, dating websites are, you don't need to worry. It's totally. like you're, 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 you're hang on to all of them. And like, yeah. I love this gaming thing. Cause they talk about games like, Surely board games are dead, right? 
surely they're because you can play everything online. They get bored. How quick is your attention span? You go to App Annie. I don't know if you've ever been to App Annie. App Annie puts the tw top 25 downloads, right? And games come in and out and kind of other things. But I'm telling you, the App Annie is relevant to what mm -hmm. if you're going to advertise this stuff and say, hey, are you playing those stupid old games? And then you have people playing board games. My daughter went to one of the thrift stores. She's like, the amount of games that are there, we can get some. <laughs> we can get some mm -hmm. cheap, very affordable. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, I know I ranted a little bit there, Mandy, but. No, it's good. But you know what? Back to like uh, people kind of like doubting. Uh, there was a lot of doubters in the beginning for me too that I had to overcome. And yeah. I've actually carried a lot of those doubts with me over the last decade being an entrepreneur. And I remember early on when I was when I was pounding pavement in Calgary, trying to like get my first, like I was, I was selling like $50 a month subscriptions to like, to be on the website. Um, I was, I was trying to tell people that Instagram and social media was a thing. And I was like, this was in its infancy and people were looking at me like I was crazy. Like Facebook's not going to change the world. Okay. Um, but I had a lot of people They're gonna change look, their name though, to <laughs> look at my business and say, Oh, that's cute. Like, is that your full-time thing? Oh, is that, you know, and that hurt me. Cause I was like, you don't even yes. know, <laughs> you don't even know. Um, but wow. I, I, and I did let that impact me for a lot of years actually. And sure. in some ways it fueled me to be like, I'll show you, but it also, you know, in times where in entrepreneurship is a roller coaster, you know, you got it figured out one minute and then you're laying on the floor wondering what the heck you're doing the second minute. And that can happen brilliant. in the course of a day. <laughs> brilliant. No, no, but, but you're right. Like the, you for the highs and lows back to the high school, the party, once the party's mm -hmm. over, there's back a to massive the party. mess to clean, right? Totally. A, the mess to clean and like, and you don't know where to start. So let, let's go back. So you've called it ACE collected. Was there, was there an, um, you do the card playing thing? Cause you mentioned cards or you're playing solitaire and that ace kept coming up. <laughs> mm, the cards. Um, no, actually funny enough, the original name. Okay. So we've actually just recently changed our acronym. Uh, but I'll take you back to the origin story of it. Uh, originally I was, so back in, I'll take you back to 2017 or 2016. I had, um, I had date night. I had some consulting work I was doing with building events. I was working on Best of Calgary. I was working with uh, YYC food trucks, and oh, right. then I had, uh, and then I had the Ace Brunch. It wasn't called the Ace Brunch yet. So I had all you of these. I had all of these things, and I was looking for a collective name that could house and parent all of these ideas and and businesses that I have. And so I liked the idea of building an acronym and originally the acronym stood for activating community experiences. All right. And I thought I was creating an agency to house all of these things so that I could deploy my team appropriately because we were working on all these projects and things and et cetera. Yeah, right. um, and that didn't really, it didn't really uh, land, didn't, I wanted to make ACE a, a bigger, a bigger thing. Um, and so it was um, activate, cultivate and empower. And so we went with the ACE class originally. And what that meant was uh, it meant to be a part of this community. You had to be of a class of women that believed in supporting other women. 
And that was it. And so it was activate, uh, it was activate, cultivate, empower. We activate meaningful conversations. We cultivate community and connection. We empower each other to live our best lives. And over the last five years of building this business, uh, it's evolved a lot. You know, we started from a brunch. Uh, we built a conference. We started yep. doing courses. Everything I've ever t- done within the community has been because I've been listening to who shows up and right. responding with what they need as well as aligning with what's important to me and, 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 and where my entrepreneurial journey has, has gone. And we've really leaned into these intimate groups of women, uh, accountability groups, uh, support groups, uh, coaching groups, uh, intimate forums for women to come together. Yeah. And these are groups of five or six women, especially during the pandemic. This has been very impactful. And you relied have, on one another. Like is, there's we relied a lot on, of- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so the acronym changed and the name changed to really embody where where we are now and what we offer. And ACE now stands for our signature method, which is the ACE, ACE method, and it's accountability, confidence, and energy. And those three things work together to help women entrepreneurs build success yeah. personally and professionally. So accountability, it starts with self-accountability. If you want to do anything in your life, if you want to feel aligned, if you want to feel successful, you got to be accountable to yourself. And that comes down to little things, right? And it's like, you set a goal, be accountable to showing up to that goal. Confidence is, and and also having people around you to hold you accountable. So you're 95% more likely to actually achieve your goals if you share them out loud. If you enroll other people in your success, you're going to be more successful. So at the core, that's why ACE offers groups. It's why we offer, you know, these intimate accountability groups. It's why we build community events. It's why we we need- It sounds like you can break off and pull on a thread that might be important to you any given point like so maybe you as a as the as you may talk to someone who's i heard you bringing that up in that group Mm -hmm. can we have a little sidebar absolutely yeah yeah and and it's amazing to see that right because those threads happen you're like oh let me have an offline conversation let me reach out to you i know a person like these amazing net the network effect in there is so powerful and you know really i'm a facilitator of that of just i'll bring the right women together in the right room we'll have the right conversation and boom they go do the thing the second pillar of, um, of ACE is confidence. And, you know, just think about when is the last time you did anything really awesome when you were doubting yourself? You don't, you don't, you just don't, cause you're you like, just don't, yeah. you need to work on everybody. We need to make confidence a ritual. We need to prioritize things that make us feel confident right? And confidence breeds more confidence. Confidence breeds success. Confidence allows us to dream bigger. And, and often it's about taking action, right? So, so how do we build confidence? And so much of our content and, you know, what we do is about mindset. It's about, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. It's about prioritizing things that make you feel good. And sometimes it's the little things that, you know, lead to the big things. And, so that confidence piece is so key. And then the last, uh, the last pillar is energy. And honestly, without energy, we can't do anything. So how it's are like, we we'll prioritizing? It's like, what gets you out of bed? Like, it's what gets the, you out of bed? You know, cause you get up oh, another day. Like I, I can't look at that. <laughs> I can't look at the testing, the results of the, You know, like, uh, literally the news. Stop time, watching the news. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's a, there's a thing that comes on and every time, cause I listen to Sirius XM 
and uh, or I'll listen to the NFL radio or Bloomberg or whatever. But the commercials come on and it's this is the message from the CED or the whatever it is, the American one. It's like from if you're feeling down about the news and, and it's like this. There's always those messages and it's the message is, is depressing itself. It doesn't help. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. And energy comes down to just small things. And I think what, what I've recognized so much, and I know so many people have have shared this over the pandemic as well is like, it's the little routines. It's the little things that are keeping us sane and it's prioritizing those little things. Like when everything gets out of control, we can come back to what we can control. That's what we're consuming, right? The news, our food, how much coffee we're drinking, how much water we're drinking. We can decide to prioritize ourselves. We can move our bodies. We can spend 15 minutes meditating. We can, you know, like there's little, these little things make a huge impact and how you do one thing is how you do everything. So how you prioritize yourself is going to show up in your business is going to show up in how successful you are. Um, You can't pour from an empty cup. And so energy routines, management, and surrounding yourself with positive people and positive influences. And this really is, is why I'm here. It's to build community and, and the people and the quality of your community is going to directly correlate with the, the quality of your life. Could you, I mean, if, if you go back to, if I go back to YYC, so I'm just going now, you sent a couple of words, uh, YYC food trucks. They do a great job on, on branding that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know how many different uh, companies do that. I have a friend in, in Red Deer. He's got an ice cream and he says, yeah, we'll close this down. But his daughter's kind of got the energy to say, let's do a, a food truck and we'll sell ice cream whenever or in, in anything else. But that to me is that, you know, going back to my old days working in the industrial parks and that truck, the mocha, it was, they call the meals on wheels. And it would roll up and you'd know and everybody would be attuned to that that ring. Or the, it's, a, it's like have a horn kind of thing or the ice cream truck who rides by and that, you know, the, the clown music or whatever, right? So why do I see food trucks? I mean, there should be small business all over because people can't set up or afford a place. The yeah. cloud kitchen is in, in the truck. I don't know. Are people taking that idea? Are you working with them or is it something? My husband founded that company actually. And, um, so yeah, he started YYC food trucks and I believe it, he started that in 2013. He's, he's since passed it on. Um, so it's another family that, that runs YYC food trucks right now, but it's a, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing organization. They did a lot of amazing work in the community. They really, I mean, at the at the core of, you know, Calgary becoming cool. I think that YYC food trucks was, was really there and building all the events and, you know, their, their food truck frenzies and festivals and all of that. I think it's an amazing culture. So it was cool for us to be a part of it. I mean, obviously really aligned with, uh, with date night and uh, we did some fun things together. Okay. And the other was the best of Calgary. So, so I did one of my first podcasts with um, Gary Davies from Mm, um, Gary. Yes. You know, so and he was part of Best of Calgary, but I was trying to pull. It was like I was trying to pull some cool things out of Gary, but it was a bad date because I came down. It was a bad date. It was really a bad date. Episode number seven of my part. No, it was just, it was because they had. I know he had a meeting going on in the other room, and it was I. You know, I caught him at a bad time. It was like one of those. So roll up. I used to roll up to people's talk about awkward. It's easier to have a chat conversation on Zoom in advance and says, "Are yeah. you ready now?" Because then it was clear. I was like, I rolled down there. The Sun Ice Building was, I thought I'll talk about the Sun Ice Building. It used to be here. And it just wasn't there. Like there was no, Yeah. how long is this going to take? I look, you, you cannot start with a podcast. How long is it going to take? 
when I'm like <laughs> typical Gary, if he's listening right now, I'll get a, I'll, I'll, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't blame him because there was a meeting going on. I think I got pulled yeah. to do it. And to, to be fair, because I, you know, I'm not, I was, I was just like, I remember that. Like there's no, and I always try to play on that. I tried to best the Calgary. There's lots going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so. a, there's a lot. Gary, I love you. Gary, I'll say, let me tell you a fun, fun story about Gary. So um, I had a magazine called Branded Magazine, uh, 2014, 2016. And when I was starting that publication, I was like Googling, like literally how to start a magazine. And I remember being like, you know, speak about community. I didn't have the right people at my table. So I was going on LinkedIn and I'm like, I need a mentor who is going to be my mentor. And yeah. I was typing in like publishers, Calgary, all of it. And Gary Davies popped up. And he was working with Avenue Magazine at the time. And I sent him a message on LinkedIn and I just said like, Hey, I'm starting this magazine. I'm wondering if we could have coffee. He didn't respond. I, I persisted. Yeah. Eventually he got back to me and he said, literally, I have 15 minutes. I think he said like, I have one 15 to one 30 meet me at the Starbucks at this. I was like, okay, I'm not being late. And I showed up and I sat down and I presented all my materials to him. I was like, this is what I'm working on. And at the end of that 15, he gave me a couple of good little nuggets that day. And at the end of that 15 minutes, he said, I like this, I'll meet you again. And we started fostering a relationship out nice. of that. And he saw something in me and, and he really, really guided me um, to just get started. And Gary Davies is someone that, you know, I've really enjoyed working with, and he's been such an incredible mentor and friend for me over the years. And so fast forward a few, you know, three or four years from there, when he took on best of Calgary, um, you know, he called me and asked me to, to, to support with that. And I was, uh, I was honestly honored to be invited to the table with the, the, the crew that put that together, you know, Jim Button, another, another, I don't know. I never had them on, but I, I, I just, I remember that the best of Calgary, yeah. I thought, wow. Cause I just got back and it didn't yeah. exist. And you know, that 40 under 40, like I'm, yeah. I'm still pushing for the 60 under 60. I'm hoping that maybe one day I'll get that. I got five years <laughs> to go. But, you know, like these things are, I think they're wonderful to get the community going. It's important. They're so yeah. important. Yeah. So to be fair for Gary, like I, I know I rolled up on something when he was busy, but E equals MC squared, I think. And I was like, because events management, right? Yeah. I, I was in the Middle East and budgets went from 10 million. So it was Deerhams was 10 million gear. It was about $300,000 to 30,000. So I remember talking to the events planners when, when the Qataris scratched the budget, they were given, first of all, they're given airway, um, iPads away and for all these events and, and free trips at wherever Qatar Airways flew to, we now have a budget of $30,000 and we're giving away clicker pens yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, little rubber balls. So your budget got scrunched from, from 300,000 to 30,000. So I wanted to go there with him because mm. it was a time in 2019, I'm like events, it's a tough landscape when everybody's yeah, pitching tough. for events and the budgets are shrunk. So how yeah. do you, you know, how do you navigate that? So I, I'm just to be, he was, he was scrunched for time. And I was, you know, that, to be fair. <laughs> well, you just brought me back like to a, the, Hey, I have 15 minutes for you. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like Gary. <laughs> and that's what it was. And so, but I had, I had several, so I learned, you know, I talked a little bit offline. I'm like that, or you were saying earlier about, you know, when you meet, you know, the online versus offline, gosh, I mean, there's so many times I'd roll up and then like, I'd get a text message. Can we do this another day? And it's a half hour drive to go where, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's, it's not like you've got to make sure you're, you're spot on. And it was kind of like this awkward, what's this all about? You know? Yeah. You know what though? Like time is, um, time is a non-renewable resource for all of us. And, um, something that I've learned 
over the years too, is like, you know, we have to, if, if, if we're not really mindful and intentional with our time, or, you know, maybe one person's like not really as prepared or whatever, like it's take that time back. Right. Because, uh, yeah, time is energy. Time is energy. Well, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk is the time is your only currency or whatever, right? Time is your, well, energy is currency as well. Right. So, you know, how much energy and mind power goes into preparing for things and thinking about things and, uh, yeah, we just got to be mindful in where we're investing our energy and our time so much. So Mandy, what for your, for you, Ace Collective and the 15 other 15,000 other things that you do <laughs> and the, so what's important going forward for you and for your, some of your entrepreneurs or all your entrepreneurs? Yeah. Something important right now is community. It's, it's knowing that you're not alone. It's having the right people at your table And the pandemic certainly has impacted us in, I mean, it's completely disrupted our business and also given us a huge opportunity to to go deeper with, uh, with our, our members, um, live events are, you know, they took a pause. We are working towards our April, 2022 rise in-person events and, you know, fingers and toes crossed, we're all good on that. Um, but it's given us the opportunity to, to talk to people really and connect with entrepreneurs and like, what's important to you? What's, what's real for you and intimacy and the, the container is what we're really hearing from people. So small intimate groups, um, making sure that people are taking care of their health, their well-being, their emotional and mental health at, in alignment with that physical health, like health is everything. And, you know, inside of ACE, we, we say healthy founder equals, equals healthy business. And so we're really trying to ensure that our community is about creating positive people at your table, positive influences, po- positive deposits into that uh, energy bank. I love that though, because you keep going back to, t- you said the table and that really goes back to the ACE when you first started that, that table, table, right? Yeah. That brunch yeah. table, it could be a virtual table because there's mm-hmm. stuff on nut, like on nudge. Uh, there's, there's no t- software where it's like you're on a zoom call. You remember you so that you can, you can mosey on over the table, mm. uh, but through, so the, and let the person know it's like, like, so you're looking across and like, you know, you come up, there's a group of people. So they're trying to create that on a zoom thing where it, you nudge the avatar yeah. <laughs> says that you want to have, and then the nudges back, but that, you know, that kind of stuff, trying to create the real world, you know, real world thing. We're at that same table. Cause it's yeah. those breakout rooms and they're not quite the same, but they're a little more intimate than a big room full of people it and is, they're all bobbleheads, yeah. right? Versus that yeah. little breakout where you have three people and you can have that. You've said you can have real conversations. Yeah. yeah. Before, you know, connection has always been such an important part of our community, but I think before I used to measure success by the number of people that would buy a ticket to an event or the number of people that would show up, that would show up to the conference or whatever. And yeah. now I'm measuring impact in how much we're truly making impact in, in these individual lives and, and what the ripple effect looks like. And it's, uh, it's small, it's get small, get small. And we've had to get scrappy as well. But I, I tell it. you by having these more intimate opportunities for women, um, massive shifts and transformation are, are occurring in their lives and businesses. And that maybe wouldn't have happened with hundreds of people in the room, you know? So it's, it's hard it's, you don't need that. a lot. You just need a few and it needs to be quality. Some, I said, some, someone said, one like, imagine going into a room of a hundred people and trying so the internet's like that or the, the internet, the social media is like that going into a room and there's a hundred people and you're, sh- everyone's all shouting the same thing. How do you get attention? How do you get the attention and how do you funnel your energy? 
all right, so here's that for you. How do how does that ace collective individual who's trying to get shout out in that room full of hundred people? How do you get attention? How do you shout out and get attention? You be yourself. So you can stand out in that crowd. Well, Mandy, yeah. this is this is fantastic. I literally I felt like I was in that uh, brunch. You know, I know I was <laughs> I was in different brunches in the Middle East, but literally that's the that that origin story is so important in the backstory i want to share one last thing because you mentioned mm. it earlier i'm not from calgary you know when we went to uh, first time we went and I, i'm not here to try to flex or anything but it was we went to the um to um gosh to south africa mm-hmm. and we went to cape town and our friends had just moved there they're south african but they never lived there so the lens that they showed us everything we did was their first time as well so the first time walking you, know, you mentioned butterflies earlier. There was a butter- mm-hmm. We went to a butterfly tent. We went to le- everything we did, they hadn't done. So it was brilliant. So I think you need to bring some people in and, and you switch them out and say, I, I've never been to Toronto. I've never been to Calgary. I've yeah. never been to Halifax. Or I'm looking at some of your places. You have, and you, you bring those people in, like, show me around. And yeah. I'll show you, or I'll show you around because this is my first. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that first, that is so important. I think it's better than the local, local OGs in this city. I really yeah. do. So your lens from that, you brought me to that brunch table and I could feel it. I really did. I, I don't it. know how you, maybe that's in your, maybe that's somewhere, maybe you have that video in there and you're showing those brunches and wow. Mm. Yeah. I think just the opportunity to expand and hear other people's experiences is it's, it's so important. It's so important. We get so caught up in our bubble and I know it's harder now when we're at home a lot and there's not as many opportunities, but like, go try and find them because just having a real conversation with someone can change your life. Oh, so we did your talk, your podcast. So are you, how many have you done? How many episodes? Did- uh, I have done, I think we're, I think only at a hundred, a hundred podcasts. Hundred. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you went all in this year and I actually was emotionally exhausted and I couldn't, uh, I understand. I couldn't, I took a big step back with my podcast because like I said, everything is energy. And I just had to be really mindful of like, what is going to, what's going to energize me right now. And um, the date night, I mean, you got a hundred thousand followers. You owe it to them. Forget Forget that you could double down, right? You double down. It sounds like you've doubled down Mm. on on what's working, right? Yeah. You know, what's you, it is important to look at what's working and and double down on what is working and and do less of what's not working. And I think I'm still in that process of figuring that out, but uh, (laughs) maybe that's a message people need to hear today too, is like, look at what's working, do more of that do less of what's not working. <laughs> Manny, thanks so much. Yeah, it was Michelle. It was Michelle and Judas. So yeah, you, Michelle. Michelle, she's amazing. And Gary, sorry if we, we'll go back, Gary. I'll we love Gary. you, Gary. Gary, you're back on. <laughs> we can do a podcast, Gary. And we can, I, I did, I got to admit, I didn't do a very good podcast. I, but there was an early days, right? You didn't yeah. know what you didn't know. So I so appreciate the opportunity to connect with you, Alan. Thank you for the work that you do and, uh, you know, creating this platform for people. So thank you. Mandy, I, my pleasure and really for the two listeners out there we'll, we'll send you the feed and uh, the audio as well and you can see that her microphone my microphone's a little guy see yours is like this you got like professional you work at cfcn or <laughs> global this is my this is my yeti my yeti <laughs> oh you got the yeti so i got the boat. this is actually the mini yeti because this one comes with me <laughs> on the road i have a big yeti as yeah. well but the, the yeti is a great one people have these ones they roll they bring it in and like you know like in the movies it's like they can't, you know, I just have this simple thing and it drops on the table and it's heavy. It's hey, you sound great. You sound great. Thank you're you. doing great. Man, Alan, you're so. doing a great job. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs>
All right. Have a great day. See you next time. Thank you so much.